Uh, what's dad's style when it comes to clothing? Is he one of those cool dads that actually looks like he cares at all? Or is he one of those dads that just, you know, wears whatever's around and, and has to be inspected by mom every time he walks out of the house? In either case, the dad in your life is going to love clothing from American Giant. And since Father's Day is coming right around the corner, now might be the perfect time to introduce their amazing products if he hasn't heard of them already. American Giant was founded on the idea of making a difference with American workers, American cotton, and American quality. So much of what our country used to be, manufacturing, products, uh, that's all gone. But American Giant is committed to leading the way to show that Americans can still make quality clothing right here that you're going to love. This Father's Day, you can give your dad something comfortable and stylish to wear and support American business in the process. Buy American today at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Use the code Glenn for 20% off. It's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, he's on vacation this week. We're going to talk to Jesse Kelly about his brand new book, uh, The Anti-Communist Manifesto. We'll do that in one minute. You know, uh, getting a good real estate agent, kind of important. When you're talking about one of the biggest financial transactions you will ever deal with, realestateagentsitrust.com is a place you need to go to. Why? Well, first of all, it's free to you. You don't have to worry about any costs uh, at all on your side. You just need to go to realestateagentsitrust.com and, and go through the process because what they've done is they've filtered all of these real estate real estate agents for you. A lot of us just like think, oh, well, I'll just go to the house that I like, and underneath on the website there will be a picture of a real estate agent smiling back at me. I'll just click on that, and I'll you know. But you need somebody on your side of that transaction. Uh, if you're buying or selling a home, no matter where you are in the country, if you're moving from one of those awful blue states to a, a state where freedom actually matters. You're going to need a real estate agent that can help you with that transaction, especially I know in places like Texas and Florida, the real estate prices are are so crazy because everyone's moving there at once. You need to know the best market to go to and the best value that you can get. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the best place to find that person to bring you through that transaction. Check it out now. It's a company Glenn started years ago. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, Jesse Kelly is host of Premier Network's The Jesse Kelly Show and First TV's I'm Right with Jesse Kelly. And he's got a new book out this week. It's called The Anti-Communist Manifesto. And Jesse joins us now. Jesse, welcome to the program. Stu, it's your honor. I mean, it's my honor to be here with you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm here with uh, Pat Gray, Jesse. And, uh, you know, I've been going through the book. I talked to you yesterday on Studios America about it. It's It's great. People should definitely read it. And it gets people, I think, to the intensity level of what we're actually facing right now, which 
hey, look, we live in a good country. Things We can be spoiled a little bit here. Maybe we're getting a little bit soft. Maybe we don't see what the true threat here is. And I think that's the what you're trying to do with this book, wake people up to this threat. Can you kind of walk people through why you wrote this book and what you're trying to do? Yeah, that's that's what I view as being our real challenge, Stu and Pat. And that's that's kind of how I've that's kind of how I view my role on radio and TV. It's why I wrote the book. Is is they? Let, let's talk about them for a second. They obviously they lie about everything. That's one of the communist main tools. But they put their people. They get themselves in the right mindset to deal with us because they want to win. So what do they say about us all the time? Look at that Nazi white supremacist. Look at that Nazi white supremacist. Look at that Nazi. Well, that what does that do? That puts their people in the mode. They're ready to go out and win. They're in the fight against evil, and they'll lay down in traffic to win. What do we say all the time? Well, I mean, he's a little misguided. I, I guess he leans left, but it, deep down, he's a good guy. We do these. We, we use these terms all the time to, to discuss people who want to cut the penises off of 13-year-old boys, and we act like they're just a little naive or just, just kind of a little off. I don't know. We can probably meet in the middle. Let's, <laughs> let's compromise. And I find that to be the most despicable thing. And it's part of the reason why our people are still so many are still so asleep. The, the neighbor who ac- across the street who agrees with you and I on everything, who doesn't get involved in politics, he doesn't get involved in politics because every person on the right tells him that everything's OK and we'll just compromise and come back together. And we all kind of agree on things. And that's ridiculous. That's not true at all. So it's it's not about just uh, disagreeing with people who want to uh mutilate young children maybe we need to take a more aggressive stance here and realize the 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 foundational beliefs of these people and what their goals are because i think when we say communist i think that's a term that you know obviously has been thrown around so much and became after the success of the cold war almost like a joke right it's like oh communists yeah communists are coming yeah yeah red dawn is real they'll be here any day and I think people lowered their guard. They didn't want to think that this this fundamental philosophy that still fuels millions and millions of people and the way that they think and act, we wanted to hope and, and kind of wish it away. And it didn't go away. It's still here. And those same people are still trying to attack our country. Yeah, they did. it didn't go away. They regrouped. And actually, they write. They, what's, what's so convenient about writing a book like this is they wrote all this stuff down. They wrote to each other. They published all this stuff. When the Soviet Union fell, it was actually a huge benefit to the American communists who had been trying to get in, trying to get going here with the teachers unions and journalism and standard places like that since the early 1900s. And I write about this in the book. They could never really catch on here because they're always trying to appeal to some malcontented worker. But our workers were so happy. At the same time, they were always campaigning for the Soviet Union. Hollywood made a big pro-Soviet Union movie. They were having to carry the water for the Soviet Union. Once the Soviet Union fell or was falling, really it was the 60s and 70s, they realized we need to decouple from the Soviet Union. They're failing. We have to change tactics here. And they switched to go all cultural. It's no more worker stuff. These people don't give a crap about the workers, not like they ever did. They found a new group of malcontents. That's all communism is. It's the religion of the malcontent. You find the people who are bitter and miserable in any society, and you grab them and use them to seize power and burn that society down. That's all communism is, the religion of the malcontent. That's why here it's the, it's the LGBTQ demon mob people and the feminist hags and the climate change people and, and the, quote, civil rights people, all these, all these black leaders in the black community burning down their own communities and enriching themselves. 
These are the these are the faces of American communism now. How do you respond, Jesse, to people who um, use the McCarthy era to scare us into silence? Because uh, if there's one thing the right doesn't want to seem like, it's like we're on a McCarthy witch hunt, even though the McCarthy hearings turned up a lot of communists. And you mentioned Hollywood. (laughs) There were it was real infected with communists it was real and a lot of the people today are the sons and daughters of the communists uh who were in hollywood back then and they share the same goals so how do you how do you respond to those people well mccarthy didn't go near far enough is what mccarthy did mccarthy's <laughs> greatest mistake was mccarthy stopped early and i'm not i'm not even joking we no, we because we're americans and we love freedom and, and that's wonderful i'm glad we do we love freedom mm-hmm. We think that we can preserve freedom by practicing it, but that is completely naive and that's not realistic at all. The communist must be aggressively dealt with. No matter how you do it, you must be aggressively dealt with and purged from your society or he will burn it down. And that's why the communist was so successful with what he's done with McCarthy now. Like you just mentioned, Pat, oh, McCarthyism. Oh, look at the Red Scare stuff. Mm -hmm. The communist very successfully turned what he did into some kind of absurd theater that was all ridiculous when actually if you look into it he was turning up card carrying communists everywhere and when i say yep. card carrying i mean we have their communist card numbers <laughs> we, we know their numbers they literally and, were card carrying yes yeah they were yeah. they were and you mentioned the sons and daughters i i do a chapter in the book on the, uh university education and that's not exactly news everyone knows universities are despicable you mm-hmm. don't understand how despicable they are All the communist weathered underground terrorists who were blowing up cops and doing crazy things back in the day, they didn't go to prison. Some did, but even the ones who did, they got out and they went into the university system. They now either teach your children. I even lay out in the book the universities where they're at or their children do. Like Chesa Budin, that nutball DA who just got ousted in San Francisco. Now he's at Berkeley, by the way. His parents were weathered underground terrorists. They're all here. It's all it's all right in front of us. We just don't want to acknowledge it. Yeah, it's really incredible. And Jesse, you talk in the book about um, how the language just changes. These are the same approaches with the language just changes. You write uh, that uh, over time, the American communist altered his language to better appeal to American sensibilities. Socialism became social justice. The forced redistribution of wealth became equity. The destruction of mm-hmm. tradition became mm-hmm. inclusiveness. Comrades became allies these are the same approaches and i think like we at times even as conservatives gets caught fighting back and forth on the details of these claims they say oh well you know you're being racist well here's why we're not racist and of course we're not racist on these things but like that's not the goal of what these people are trying to do it's a larger strategy and it's changing the language and changing our perception just so we swallow the same old ideas hundred percent. And this is, you nailed it. And this is why we fail so often because we play defense and we chase the communist toys with the American right and has toyed with the American right. Like a person sitting down, throwing a tennis ball for their dog back and forth. I'm just watching the dog run. Oh, let me change a word here. Oh, the right. Oh, let me call him racist. Oh, look at this. Watch. I'll call him racist. And then they'll all say how not racist they are. I'll, I'll tell, I'll call them Nazis. And then they'll say, what? I'm not a Nazi. That's crazy. And they sit and watch the right bounce back and forth trying to chase the various words the right has to understand they have to become anti-communist and they have to understand that the communist doesn't believe in any of this stuff he uses these words to keep you off balance he constantly has you defending yourself 
He constantly has you trying to define things. Notice he will never define anything for you. He'll, he'll never define. There's never a stated goal. What is equity? What is this? What is when Mao's cultural revolution was going on? It was the four olds. But when you read what the four olds are, they make no sense at all. Old, old ideas, old customs. What does that mean? It meant whatever Mao wanted it to mean. So the communism will define nothing. The communists will define nothing for you. He will demand you define everything for him. And so we, we on the right, we want to be good people. So no, hold on. Let me give you an actual dictionary definition. Our tax rates should be, well, the top marginal rates should be. And he's sitting there smirking as the dogs chasing the tennis ball all over the yard. We've got to understand this game and stop playing this game and start putting him on his heels. Uh, it's totally true, and and I think you 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 talk about this in the book uh, at great length about the tactics they use. The tactics they often use is essentially our freedom against us. They use uh, our own values against us. They want to exploit the weakness they see in our system. And, you know, we see this with, you know, ESG standards, for example. You know, they're putting an ESG standard into the corporate world in a way to avoid having to pass laws that would obviously be opposed by 70, 80, 90 percent of the people. They go around it. They use capitalism. They use the corporate structure against us. And I will say, it seems like the right has not been imaginative enough to figure out ways to push back against this. How do you do it? Well, we still play by rules and we think there are rules when there aren't rules, there's only power. See, that's what the communist has always understood. We will, we will hold up the constitution, which I love. I'm obviously not mocking the constitution. And we will say, Hey, listen, that, that obviously violates the second amendment. You can't, this, this, this constitution says, the communist doesn't care about the Constitution. It's a piece of paper to him. It means nothing to him. And so he's never going to be held back by laws. He'll just simply move somewhere else. Whereas if you tell the right to do something like that, if you tell the right right now to go run for school board, they might, they might agree because the right is waking up on that. They might agree. But then you tell someone on the right running for school board, by the way, when you get to the school board, don't be neutral. Go to that school board and push your values into the schools, onto the kids. 99% of the, of the right today will recoil at that. Oh, I don't like that. That doesn't feel right. That feels icky. That's why we lose. We believe we are supposed to constantly be on the defensive, constantly just kind of, oh, I didn't, well, let's just live and let live. Whereas the communist is trying to chew up and destroy everything he sees. That is a guaranteed loss for us unless we turn into aggressive anti-communists. All right, the book is uh, The Anti-Communist Manifesto by Jesse Kelly. We'll have more in about 60 seconds. Hold on. First, I want to tell you about Relief Factor. Donna wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I couldn't use my right hand because it was so swollen with arthritis. I used to wake up screaming in pain even, but I woke up this morning and my right hand isn't even swollen, let alone painful. I think I'll be able to start sewing again. I'm amazed at this wonderful product, Relief Factor. Relief Factor is something that you should try because if you're dealing with pain all the time, you need to find a way out of that. You don't need to give up. You need to do something about it. Maybe you've tried a lot of different things to combat your pain and nothing's worked. Well, today's the day. Try Relief Factor. They have a three-week quick start right now, only $19.95. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, though. And hundreds of thousands of people who have ordered Relief Factor have had success. About 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to get the 1995 three-week quick start. Again, it's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. It's Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10-second station ID.
All right, it's the Anti-Communist Manifesto. It is in bookstores everywhere. You should go buy it. It's by Jesse Kelly, and it's a great read. And one of the fascinating chapters, I thought, and it certainly ties into the news of the day as well, with the wildfires that we know with 100% certitude were caused by global warming. Uh, you talk about environmentalists uh, and environmentalism and how environmentalism is the ultimate expression of communism. Can you explain that, Jesse? Well, communism is about destruction, and, and it is not an ideology. It is a religion. It is a religion of destruction. That's what it is. And climate, the climate change activism is, it's honestly, it's its crowning achievement. Do you know how we look back on the 20th century and we look back at monsters like Stalin and Mao and Hitler and these guys, and we oftentimes now we look at this stuff and we think to ourselves, how could they not see that? How could they not see this, this monster rising? How could they not stop this beforehand? I'm going to tell everybody listening right now, the people in the next century will be looking back at us right now, and they will say the exact same thing about us when it comes to the climate change activists of today, from mm. Bill Gates to otherwise. These people will kill more people than Stalin, Mao, Hitler combined ever killed by orders of magnitude if you do not stop this insanity. These people have determined that human beings who breathe carbon, breathe out carbon, are poison. They have been caught on camera now several times saying things like net zero. The world's population needs to be what it was 500 years ago. By the way, that's about 6 billion people dead, if you do the math on that, by the way. They're eliminating dairy cows. These people are going to kill not millions, billions of people if they are not stopped. And we treat them like they're these gentle little hippies who just want to drive a Prius. And I guess, I mean, we all, we all do want to live in a clean environment, don't we, guys? <laughs> Instead of treating them like the genocidal monsters they are. These are the worst humans who have ever lived on the planet, and we act like they're just, oh, well, he wears Birkenstocks. No, they're much worse than that. Yeah, there's been so much, you know, you go back and you go through the whole history in the book, you know, the Paul Ehrlichs and, and uh, oh. Rachel Carson and all these people who are still fundamentally at the, the core of the environmentalist movement. I mean, that many of them still have jobs that are still professors that are been still celebrated. And people who have not only predicted things that were really, really wrong, what you point out in the book and what is so true is that not only uh, along with these global uh, population predictions and, and, and messages of doom that would uh, hit us with the environment, we went over a bunch of them earlier in the program, it, it, associated with those predictions were policies. Policies that would, you know, we're talking about really damaging things, uh, everything from, um, you know, uh, not allowing parents to have children uh to go i mean you talk about i think it was is it india in the book that you go through in in depth yep. uh, i mean talk a little bit about that story because it's really incredible and people don't even remember it they don't remember it because it's india and we don't pay attention to india india is across the ocean and it's a very confusing place with all kinds of different cultures within the culture but the these people it's not just that they're trying to kill a bunch of people now they were trying to do it back then too where they would force sterilize men. They would do horrible things to women. These are things that are not in the future. These are things that have already done, been done to say nothing of, I mentioned it in the, well, I bring it up a bunch in the book, the DDT effort. They just mm. determined on and wrote a book about DDT being bad and everyone agreed that this was science and they just stopped it and, that, and people died by the millions still 
from these mosquito-borne illnesses because of the elimination of DDT with mm-hmm. no effort whatsoever. At its heart, the climate change movement is the ultimate anti-humanist movement, and that's what a communist is in the end. He's an anti-human. That's why he's killed so many. He does not view a human being as a God-breathed, unique individual soul. He is an anti-human. He wants to eliminate them, crush them, make them miserable, and nothing, nothing will aid him like the, quote, climate change stuff does. Because when you determine that your heart, that the human being, when you've determined that the human being is poison on the planet, well, what can't you do? How many, how many, you can kill everyone and, and feel totally justified in doing so. It's like Pol Pot, who I wrote about that in the book too. Everyone knows about Pol Pot. Killed 25% of his country in like four years. 25%, that's a higher percentage than anyone else in history and was asked about it as an old man and basically said, I'm paraphrasing, I have no regrets. I'm not a violent man. Ah, some things didn't work out, but it's fine. That's how these people think. The same people run your country today. Mm, that's a scary, scary thought. I, I will say a great illustration in your book about that exact idea is the Soviet whaling story that you feature in the book, which is one I didn't even know about. I mean, I read a million environmental stories, but you think of whaling, you think, oh, well, Japanese fishermen have been you know, killing whales. That's how I would think of how these whales got so endangered. A big portion of this was essentially a communist dictate to say that we needed to kill all these whales, even after they weren't using them. You talk about in the book how they had to go farther and farther offshore to try to find whales, even because they had <laughs> killed all of them that were near the Soviet Union. I mean, this that mentality, though, is fundamental to this belief system, <clears throat> and it's what makes it so dangerous. Uh, the book is called The Anti-Communist Manifesto. It's by Jesse Kelly. Of course, he's the host of, uh, of a show right here on Premier Radio Networks and on The First TV as well, called I'm Right with Jesse Kelly. Jesse, the book's great, man, and I wish you all the success with it. People need to understand the, the, the threats that are out there. Uh, any, any last piece of advice other than people should just buy as many books as possible? <laughs> well, well, I do appreciate buying the book, but, but whether you buy the book or not, be more aggressive with these people than you are, or you will regret it when we're done, I promise. Jesse, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Be good, boys. All right, 888-727-BECK is the phone number. We've got a lot of stuff going on today, and we're going to hit more of it here in just a second. Back with Pat and Stu in for Glenn. He's on vacation this week, and I believe next. He eventually comes back uh, if he can find his way. Back with more in just a second. The Glenn Back Program. All right. Let's talk to you a little bit about Rough Greens, Mr. Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, rough Greens, great for, of course, uh, your dogs. It is. It's not a dog food. It's a uh, it's a dog food supplement. And uh, it is delicious to dogs. My dog uh, will not eat her meals without Rough Greens sprinkled on top. You go into uh, where her bowl is, and uh, it'll be filled with her food. And if we forgot somehow, if somebody forgot to sprinkle the Rough Greens on top... She's like, yeah, I'm not eating that. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, where's my rough greens? Not gonna do it. It's amazing how dogs react to it. it. It really does makes a huge difference. I, it's like doggy crack. To them. <laughs> they have these little green mustaches because she's eating the yeah. the delicious rough greens. Except it's healthy. Except it's healthy. Unlike crack, boys and girls. Yes. Remember that. So please, uh, they're gonna send you a, a jumpstart a free trial bag. All you have to do is cover the shipping. 
Go to roughgreens.com slash Glenn or call 833-GLEN33. That's roughgreens.com slash Glenn or 833-GLED33. And subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save. and stew for glenn on the glenn beck program check out my show pack right unleashed it's every day right before this one uh or anytime you want to listen to it on podcast uh stew does stew does america and that's uh in prime time eight o'clock nightly mm-hmm. eastern time or anytime you want on podcast as well yeah check it out uh and on youtube as well uh, we appreciate it when you do we're going to talk a little bit about the uh the crazy environmentalist claims on these fires tonight Got to go drives into that. me out of my mind. I'm so tired of it. And more on Pride Month uh, okay. with Orrin McIntyre from yeah. The Blaze. So it's going to be a good show. Make sure you check it out. Pride uh, Month. 8 p.m. Eastern. The most important month of the year, of course. Has there ever been As anything you know. more important than Pride Month? Then no. No. And that's why it's being celebrated by, say, um, Peppa Pig. Oh. <laughs> Happy Pride! On Yay! Peppa Pig tweeted out. Now, Peppa Pig, we should note. First of all, I love Peppa Pig. Do you? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. It drives me out of my mind. I, I have to watch it with my it. grandkids once in a while. Yeah. It's like, okay. I watched it Seriously? with my daughter and my son pretty much their entire <laughs> childhood. And I, I love it. I, 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 do I, you? I really do love you Peppa love Pig. love Peppa Pig? I do. I do. It's one of those things that I, you know, it's a really good <laughs> memories with my, particularly my daughter as she got I've a little older. I've lost virtually any respect I, I had. <laughs> I freaking love you. Peppa. Gone. I love it's it. Gone. It's, a fu- it's actually a pretty funny show. Like it's like it's a weird offbeat British thing, and it yeah, it you know, is. And yeah. it's 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 characters are. I mean, it's just a it's like really poorly drawn. Very I, yeah, it's like I don't know. I I really do like it, <laughs> but of course they're doing the pride thing. But to note yeah, this, of it's like th- that show is not aimed at ten year olds. No, it's or that's certainly forty six year olds. Mentioned on my show, it's like two year olds. It's like one year olds. Yeah, yeah, it really is. They're like, really going for the y- young kids here. It's really designed to be despicable. one of the first shows you ever watch. It's despicable, uh, and yeah. uh, you know it's completely inappropriate. It's completely, just, and it doesn't make you any sense. You know the sense. other one? Do you ever watch Bluey? I have not. I've heard. Oh, of you've it. never. Okay, I've heard of it. That's a that's little a, that missed my era. One too, but but like Happy Pride just in English doesn't make any sense. I know, right? Like it yeah, doesn't. Pride, what? Like that's a. Mm-hmm. It's not a. It's not a thing you could put after the word happy. You could say Happy Pride Month. That right, might make sense, but yes. Happy Pride doesn't even make sense. No, that, none of this makes sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Does anyone notice this? None no. of it makes sense. No, it really doesn't. And in addition to Pride Month, there are so many days and weeks of the year set aside for people's sexual preference. I. I how did this happen? <laughs> I don't. Why are we celebrating your sexual preference? You just prefer to have sex that way. Great. Do it in the comfort and privacy of your own room or whatever you're doing. I don't care. I, I don't care. I, don't, I just don't want to celebrate it. I don't even think Do about I it. Do I have to? Uh, frankly, I don't want to think don't. about it. I don't. I don't want to think about have it. Have you seen I don't Americans? Want to celebrate it. I don't want to promote it. Many of them are very unattractive, Pat. I many. don't know if you've noticed right. this. That, that Whether gay or straight, many of them are uh-huh. very unattractive. They're wearing clothes that are far too tight, holding in rolls and rolls of <laughs> of just <laughs> awfulness. And believe me, as a person who's who deals with, uh, with rolls, rolls, rolls and rolls of, of awfulness, awfulness. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like we're just not. 
we're not the type of society, maybe if everyone here was a Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue model and not the ones they're putting on the cover now, but I mean like right, in the 90s. now that's not saying much. <laughs> right. Like you maybe know. if we all look like that, maybe we all, if we all look like an island reality show where one woman uh-huh. is looking for love with 24 of, of the... Uh, of the most fit men, men in the world. In the world. Maybe if that was our society, mm-hmm. people would want to but imagine it's, but it's everyone not. else's sexual uh, uh, activities. But I don't. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to even know that you're doing those things. So in addition to the entire month of June, which we set aside for, of course, you know, gay pride. um, Now we have February 19th through 25th as a romantic spectrum awareness week. Wait, what? A romantic spectrum. A romantic spectrum awareness Awareness week. I will say most of these weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, are ridiculous this one i i don't think is i have no (laughs) awareness of a romantic spectrum and now this will be a perfect week for you because now you'll be aware do you mind if i look into it now please do Um, please do uh, let me see um because i would like to know rather than waiting until what what is it february 19th through the 25th of course like you didn't know come on I really don't. I didn't. <laughs> you were really not aware of no. a romantic awareness. I really, uh, I often say, the you spectrum. know, the, the LGBTQQIA2 plus community. I've learned mm-hmm. all those. Yeah. But there's yeah, yeah. more? Yes. Okay. Um, the aromantic spectrum is a range of identities associated with individuals who experience little to no romantic attraction to <laughs> others. The concept okay. of an aromantic spectrum recognizes that experiences mm. with romantic attraction can vary widely among people and aren't limited to a simply a simple binary of romantic or aromantic. So even the just saying romantic or aromantic is a is a sad binary. Oh my God! There's five different varieties. Of a romantic yeah, do you spectrum? Want to, would you like to hear that? I, I think I would now. Okay. Yeah, a romantic. Uh-huh. These individuals typically do not experience romantic attraction at all. That is not notable to society. Mm-hmm. It might be notable to you. It might be interesting to you. <laughs> I don't need to know anything about it. I do not need awareness. Well, they want you to be aware of it. Okay. Now, now so you must be. So there's a romantic. Okay. Now there is gray romantic. These individuals might sometimes experience romantic attraction, but it's infrequent or low intensity. <laughs> How many freaking categories can we people into it? Well, five at least, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. Didn't you just tell me that? Yes. The romantic attraction might be very rare, occur under specific okay. circumstances, or be so weak that it's ignorable. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. If, you're ignore- if it's so weak it's ignorable, it's not, it's not there, is it? I, it doesn't seem like it. Category three. Mm-hmm. Demi-romantic. These individuals only experience romantic attraction twice. once. <laughs> no, exactly it's, it's, two times. That's exactly it. twice in their lifetime, and then they're done. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the they should call that bisexual. You've done it twice. It happens twice in your life. Uh-huh. Two right. times. You could. Um, okay, so this is these are people that mm-hmm. f- uh, feel romantic attraction only mm-hmm. once a strong emotional bond has been formed. Isn't this just like traditional men and women? Like, isn't this what you're supposed to have? <laughs> like, if you're designing, uh, this is all, at least certainly all women, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly not attracted to us because of our bodies. <laughs> They've got to find other ways to talk themselves into it. Um, lithromantic? These individuals may experience romantic attraction, but do not desire to, to be reciprocated. <laughs> what? Weird. This okay. stuff is fantastic. Finally, uh, quiroromantic? Um, also known as WT-fromantic. 
These individuals find it challenging to distinguish between romantic and platonic attraction. Oh, so like every 14-year-old boy? (laughs) (laughs) They may feel the concept of romance is inaccessible Mm. or unimportant to them. Mm. So there you go. You've learned something, and it's not even... It's not even a romantic spectrum. spectrum Awareness awareness week. week. No. Mm. Uh, March 21st through the 25th is now LGBTQIA plus health awareness week. So they should not be be aware aware of their health during Pride Month. No. No. Only in only, March. Only in March from the 21st to 25th. They Got can it. concentrate on that. Mm-hmm. On March 31st, it is Transgender Day of Visibility because they're invisible the rest of the year. You, yeah. don't, you don't ever see a transgender person you know, during the fascinating, course Fascinating, Pat. I find them quite easy to spot. Oh, really? Yeah. Like almost oh. every time there's a transgendered person but nearby. But only on the 31st no. of March? No. Every day of every the day? year. Huh. In fact, I would say Weird. one of the most notable things about a transgender person is how visible they are. <laughs> like, it's actually... Especially lately. Lately. Not only are they vi- visible in that they're in every news story and everyone talks about them constantly, mm-hmm. but like when when you see a group of women coming towards you and one of them is a man who is saying they are a woman, you can tell the difference. Visibility <laughs> is not an issue in this particular arena. How about April 6th being International Asexuality Day? Mm. That's only a day, though, not an entire week. That's different than aromantic, by the way. Asexual is. is different than aromantic. Yes. Don't, I don't know what the difference is, but there's a difference Well, there. you may feel romantic towards somebody, but I guess you don't have sex with them. All right, now I'm going to find out. That would be my guess. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go on, right. please. April 13th, International Day of Pink. That's a day opposing homophobia. Uh, it is a, so the other days you shouldn't oppose homophobia. <laughs> what is this? It, it's just such like, as, you know, as Jesse was talking about earlier this hour, it, it is much, much more than a very stupid movement and a thing to make fun of. It is. Yeah, it, yes. But it also is something to make fun of. <laughs> like I, every once in a while, I have to stop and just laugh. What is the difference between a, a romantic and asexual? I, like, wh- how can this be a conversation people are having? Like, maybe if you're a, a, a psychologist, mm. you're working mm-hmm. in this field. I, I, it, I just impossible for me to understand the conversations that people are, are engaging in these days. How do you feel about April 14th, the Day of Silence Day? The Day of Silence Day? Where you just, I guess you just don't say anything about anybody on April 14th. Wow. <laughs> Is that because you're like in the midst of preparing your taxes and like you just can't say anything yes. to anyone? It's, a, yes. it's like it's tax day eve or day before si- a day of silence day. So why wouldn't they just say it's silence day or day of silence? Why is it day of silence day? I actually added the last day. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so it's just day of silence. You fooled me because it could be that dumb. <laughs> it could. It's not it day could. of silence day. Um, Wait, what is day of silence? Really? Is it like your, you, like a moment to, of silence to, to let me guess, to the remember, moment of silence to remember all the LGBTQ people who have been murdered by conservatives? Thank you. Is it yes, basically that's that? That's exactly okay, yeah. what I'm sure it is. <laughs> On April 26th, we, of course, celebrate Lesbian Visibility Day Please don't confuse that with Transgender Day of Visibility. No, God. This is different. Now, what if... Let me ask you a question, This is a little sensitive. Uh Let's say Mm -hmm. you're a man. I I am. And you are. And I am. In in this particular case. Mm -hmm. But let's say you decided to trans yourself into a woman. Okay. So, you're now a trans woman. Mm -hmm. And 
when you are a trans woman, your your sexual preference remains the same. So you still are attracted to women. So now you are a trans woman lesbian. Right. Which day of visibility do you celebrate? That's a really good question. <laughs> is it? It is. It's a <laughs> great a question. Really good question. And I actually don't know the answer to that. I don't know. I don't See, know. I'm very I'm confused. Con- I feel like we need a different day. A trans woman <laughs> lesbian visibility day. Without that day, and I think it should be right in between the other two days. So where would that be? Where would that fall on the calendar? Like March? Roughly, April? roughly the first part of April. Okay. Somewhere. So early April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we start that as a movement? I want to start a new petition <laughs> to get trans woman lesbian awareness visibility day day. Now, I know I don't have to tell most people this, but May 17th is the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, and Transphobia. So, wait, wasn't there already a day that we weren't supposed to be homophobic previously? Yeah, but they didn't include biphobic or transphobic on that day. So, to be clear, you could be biphobic on the other day. That would be fine. You could. That's okay. But you wouldn't want to (laughs) be... But you don't want to be homophobic that day. No, you can be transphobic. You can't be homophobic right. on that particular day. Right. On, on the other day, the second day you just mentioned, can't be any of them. Two days later on the 19th of May, it's <laughs> a gender. It's a gender what pride is, is day. What is a gender? What is a well, gender? You don't have any gender. Okay, so it's just it's like asexual. You don't have yeah. any sexuality, a right. romantic. Okay, they're just... Yes, you don't have any, like, any gender. Why do we need... So you couldn't fall anywhere among the 97 different genders that are specified from Facebook. It's like the person who can't find anything to eat at Cheesecake Factory. Like the menu's yes. huge. It's a 38 it's a di- <laughs> pages of food. It's like a novel. It's, what do you mean you can't find anything to eat? It's a two foot tall, 38 page menu. <laughs> right. And you can't figure out one. They've got Chinese, Italian, <laughs> Indian. Every country American, is represented here at Cheesecake Factory. Hungarian. They've got Zimbabwean. Yes. You, you can have any sort of food that exists on this planet and you can't figure out something to eat. Not one thing. <laughs> That's that's a gender. Uh, that's now we know. Now we're aware. Yes, right now we're aware because we missed a lot of these. Pat. Uh-huh. I gotta say, I didn't even celebrate several of these days. I love Harvey Milk Day on May twenty oh second. Harvey Milk gets a day. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? He was a communist. Not, uh, communist, right? Uh, not a. I mean, this is probably why he has a, the day. By the yeah, way, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, May twenty fifth, pansexual and pan romantic awareness day so they just i guess they want you to be aware that uh some people just like to have sex with everything or everyone yeah orientation characterized by the potential for attraction to people regardless of their gender regardless. or sex yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't what, matter what will they hook up with agender people that don't have any gender or sex I see. That's another question. Put another, another day question. on the calendar, Pat, so we can get aware of that. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. I'll mark that down. Okay. Good. Uh, Stonewall Day is June 23rd. Stonewall Day? Mm-hmm. What's Stonewall Day? Well, the day that you remember Stonewall. <laughs> <laughs> In New York. Oh, the Stonewall that kicked okay. off the gay movement? There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. There's we gotta a get million more. Of these. More, I'm very, but... I don't know. I got to plan my calendar. Yeah. I need to know what's coming up. Okay. More coming up. In a few minutes <laughs> that's absolutely incredible uh so uh if you have a car and your car is currently operating that's great however if the thing dies what are you going to do about it and uh, a lot of people don't think about that until it actually happens 
If you need to fix your car, well, you're going to be paying a fortune. I don't know how long it's been since you've had your car fixed. These days, with all the inflation that's happened over the past couple of years, it's incredible how much they're charging to get these cars fixed. But that's why you need CarShield. CarShield offers affordable protection plans to fit every budget and covers more parts than ever before. You'll want them when the time for the costly repair arrives. You can also count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Lock in your price today. It'll never go up with inflation. That's a big deal. CarShield is dedicated to protecting what you drive. Get coverage today. Call CarShield at 800-227-6100. Save 20% on your plan. Lock in your price and it will never go up. 800-227-6100 or visit carshield.com slash Beck. Save 20% today with CarShield. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. All right, we have barely scratched the surface <laughs> of special sexuality days that we celebrate during the calendar year. I'm so, concerned, Pat, because I, yeah. I have a vacation coming up next week, mm-hmm. but like I have the rest of my year, I had planned one way without knowledge of some of these days or awareness weeks. I needed to re- rework my entire schedule to figure this out. Hopefully, all Americans will recalibrate mm. after hearing about these days and weeks because they're they're important and there's 18 more of them to go over <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 18 <laughs> we've done what i don't know 12 already oh my gosh oh uh, good golly it's amazing the glenn back program